Hello, hello, gorgeous NFA Money Mamas. Welcome back for another episode of the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. It's time today for a biz breakdown session. I'm so excited because I have a lifestyle and fitness badass. That's my title for her. (laughs) After I went and looked at her website and all the cool stuff she's doing in the world, I was like, oh my God, she is so awesome. So excited to have Ashley Sorrow on. And we're going to talk about her history of building her business the things that she's thriving, and then ways that she has some stuck points, like we all do as we're building our business. We're going to talk about money blocks and manifestation and business scaling and all the fun stuff. But first, I want to remind you to go to the womanentrepreneurpodcast.com homepage. There you can get two things that are going to be awesome for you. One is either apply to do a biz breakdown session, just like the one we're doing today, or come on, and I'm just announcing this for a podcast party. This is where 10 of you come on and we get to hang out all together. We're going to have a biz scaling conversation. You're going to promote your business and we're just going to have a grand old time. I'm so excited to build community around this podcast. And so it's your way to do that. So what you'll see when you go to the woman entrepreneur podcast.com page is a a link to go to the biz breakdown session or a link to go to the party. And you could do both. That's totally cool too. So just make sure that you go there, schedule. I'm limiting the first two parties to 10 people only. So if you are interested in that, you're going to want to go there right away so you can get into the very first one or the second one. So I can't wait for that. All right, let's get to it. Thanks for coming on the show, Ashley. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yay! We met on Instagram, everyone, by the way. (laughs) You all know I love to hang out there. I'm playing more on LinkedIn as well, but most people I'm like, oh, I love Instagram. I've always enjoyed Instagram. So it's a fun place to hang out. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's we're going to dig into all things in your business. But first, I want to know if I gave you a magic wand and you could create whatever you want in your business in 2023, what would that be? Let's see. Um, I definitely so I have kind of a hybrid program right now with I have online coaching and then I also have in-person personal training. Um, and I want to cap my in-person personal training. So I have more time to build my online business. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just more structure, um, because there are, you know, there's time blocking. Yes, but it's not as efficient as I'd like it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, taking clients in different times and it pulls me away from, um, you know, having one set day where this is always a content day, um, or this is always a call day with clients, right? I'm just trying to plug things in um, each week. Um, so it's definitely not as efficient as I'd like it to be. So 2023 efficiency, um, the word, uh, or I'll say words that I wanted to focus on for 2023 were aligned action. So mm. if, if I want to build my online business, right? I want to be taking action to, um, you know, not just make more money in my business, but make more money in my online business because I do have my in-person training. Got it. Okay. Awesome. That's really clear. Um, when you say, so you want efficiency and you want aligned action, what's the result you're looking for? Um, so I had a goal, um, you know, we're talking about money. So I had a goal to um, hit, have my first six-figure year just within my personal business because I was um, a part of a, a meal prep business uh, prior to this during COVID. Um, we had to pivot slightly from you know everything that was going on. So this has been the first year that I've gone fully into my business um, with not anything else kind of distracting me. Okay. Um, 
And fiscally, we're on track to hit six figures, we'll say from June until this upcoming June, we'll, we'll hit the six figures. Um, but realistically, I want to, I want to go, I want to shoot a little bit higher. So 120, um, 2023. Um, nice. Okay. But, but again, I want that to be within my online business. Um, okay. Not mind okay. overall. Yeah. So five figure months in your online business. Yes. Okay. And uh, currently when you say, you said you have a hybrid online, that mm-hmm. does that mean that you're doing some coaching in person plus online or is it all online? Yes. So I have, I have online clients that are fully online. I have um, in-person training clients that are only in person. And then I have okay. clients who do a combination of both. Okay. And so right now when you're talking about your first year and your full-time online, that means like solely online. Is that what you're talking about? So, so first year, um, th- this is in person and online where I don't have any other businesses that I'm a, a part of. Okay. Like just, this is my main source of income. Okay. Um, but for 2023, I want to hit 120 just with my online business. Okay. Whatever I do in person. Got it. Not, yeah. And is, is that because you you see the potential with the online to be faster growth? Is it because you enjoy that way of coaching more? Say a little more there. I so I am it's interesting. I when I'm around my people, I have a great time, but I love getting away and breaking off and being able to work from my computer in my house at a coffee shop. Um, I enjoy my work that way. Um, but I need face to face, like you're standing right in front of me. I see you. Um, but with that, you know, you're obligated to be somewhere and, Mm -hmm. um, yes, online is, is a, is a way to make more money. Um, but I also feel like my online clients, they get a little more of me, to be honest with you. I'm more accessible because Mm -hmm. they don't see me in person. Um, so there is beauty in that as well. My in-person training clients, um, you know, they're not, they're not messaging me consistently. You know, they come and they mm-hmm. see me. So it's, it's, it's a little bit different there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then, you know, just looking, I'm thinking like, Ooh, I want to see into your business really well. So when you do the online and you are having messages from your clients mm-hmm. and you're doing training sessions, is that how it works when you meet? So, um, for my in-person clients, no, for online online. Okay. So the way that the 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 online model works is you have a training program, um, Mm -hmm. that I create for you. Um, and then you go into my customized app and you follow the workouts every single week, you track your workouts in there. Um, and then every single week you send a check-in to me, you'll, how, you know, you'll rate yourself on a scale from your sleep, your nutrition, you know, whether or not you had your cycle, um, you give me all those details. I give you feedback every single week. We set up a monthly call. Um, so it's more, it's, it's, it's more interactive than just coming in and, and jumping into a personal training session. Okay. Okay. Wow. That sounds amazing. Do you, who's your five-star client? Like who do you love, love, love to work with? Uh, Okay. So if I'm being completely honest with you, I am very um, ADD. Um, so <laughs> the clients that understand me on that level, I think I work really, really well with. Um, and then um, I'm also a recovering codependent. <laughs> so I actually bond really well with 
other people pleasers because we, I think we relate on a certain level. Um, and there's beauty for me in um, being able to change your mindset around I'm doing this because it's going to make me better. Um, I'm not doing it because I'm selfish. I'm doing it because I'm going to show up better for the people around me. Um, saying no is so much so much better for us because um, it allows us to take care of ourselves first and then we're just better overall. So yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> my whole coaching journey started with codependency work on myself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, I mean, like when I read uh, for me, it was the very first book I stayed up all night reading this woman's stuff online. Um, Darlene Lancer. Have you ever heard of, heard of her? So she wrote codependency for dummies and, you know, I always had thought codependency was about having alcoholic parents or something along those lines. And I, I didn't have that. So I was like, I never thought that I had codependency. And when I started digging into it, I'm like, oh, my God, I stayed up all night reading. And then I drove to Barnes and Noble to get the book, her, you know, because on her articles online, it had said, like, you know, check out my book. I went to get it. I mean, I devoured that thing. And it was like written at me, you know, I was like, wow, I never knew this is what was going on. So it was such a liberating journey to go, oh, I'm really learning. I'm shaping myself through pleasing other people. You know, that was my whole identity. We and don't, that, it means we don't have an identity. Yeah, exactly. And you resent other people because, you know, you're like, hey, you're supposed, I'm giving so much and I'm supposed to be receiving, but I don't really know how to receive. I don't even know how to state what my needs are. You know, it's a very complicated situation that I think, you know, especially in a service-based business, learning the win-win exchange is really important so -hmm. that you're not over-delivering and undercharging and feeling like you got to give everything away and that kind of thing. Where do you fall on that spectrum right now? Do you feel like you're doing a pretty good job charging what you're worth? I am, I am a recovering overgiver. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard, right? And I will, you know, there were nights when I would go to sleep, you know, worrying. I sent a message and I didn't get a message back. Oh my gosh, am I not doing my job? Am I not showing up? Am I not, you know, going on the list of things that, you know, I maybe I should have done better. Um, so now, no, I'm, I'm charging um, in the online space. I'm charging what I'm worth in the online space. Okay. In, in person, I have two separate locations. So in my San Diego location, I'm at my price point. In my second location, I'm a little under because it's just prices around in this in the city. It's just it's lower, but I know I need to be raising my prices. Okay. Well. Okay. And do you see that as the types of people that you attract aren't willing to pay it, or is it that you just aren't willing to charge it? I mean, usually those go together, but where do you see your stuck points there? I think that um, I think there's been a disconnect for me on um, maybe not a disconnect. We'll say I have these two. I mean, it's basically two separate businesses. I have an in-person personal training and an online business. And so for me, being the ADD that I am trying to focus on one and build one um, while maintaining the other, it gets a little muddy for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I was trying to push my online business um, and then I looked at my in-person personal training, especially in this city, you know, I wasn't going to the events. I wasn't, um, you know, promoting myself to, to my ideal client, right. That can afford my, my prices. That's willing to pay that. Right. That's mm -hmm. not going to, um, you know, ask for discounts consistently and not show up every single week. Right. I wasn't actually putting myself out there to 
um, start attracting those clients. Um, and because I was trying to focus on my online, really building my online business, I think that's where, yeah. So we'll say it was a slight disconnect, I think. Okay. And where are you currently in that cycle? Um, honestly, I want to be honest with you. I have been, it's been online, but it, everything that I have done in the past to build my online business is not working for me. Like, okay. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where I've been like, I want to scale, but it's not happening. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's dig into some stuck points. One thing I'm curious about many things actually. So I'll say this first, you know, anytime we hear ourselves saying trying, we know we have a stuck point because it means we're struggling with something. So when we say like, we're trying to do something, it already indicates a subconscious block there that we don't feel like it's going to be successful. And anytime we have a disbelief in our system, conscious or unconscious, it's going to cause resistance and resistance is the number one reason that you don't manifest instantaneously. And so, you know, notice in the places where you notice where you start where you hear yourself saying trying and just pay attention to that and start pivoting it and reframing to something else along the lines of I'm learning to do blank. Right. So you could say I'm learning to build my online business. And up until now, I haven't figured it out, but I'm learning how to do it. Right. It. So it's mm -hmm. like making sure that you start to get conscious of those so you don't recreate the resistance. So that's one thing. Another thing I do think it's interesting when people say. Like, you know, I have ADD or, you know, like that, that revalidation to yourself that you're unfocused, mm -hmm. um, you know, is that, is that a hundred percent true for you? Are there places where you are hyper-focused and really balanced and clear and strategic? I, I, I laugh all the time because like my calendar, my business calendar, and then also my folders with my clients, like it is like pristine. I can find anything <laughs> anywhere. And that's yeah. one area that like I have kept up with so well. And you could say that I'm disorganized in other ways. It's just the things yeah. that matter most to me. I yes. will yes. organize that, right? But you're going to go in my room and you're going to look in my drawers and you're going to be like, how the hell do you find anything in here? Yeah. And, okay. And so uh, I just, this is really important. I, I love that you said that. You said it so perfectly. What, wherever you are, whatever's the most important to you, you will be the most highly organized. And uh, my main mentor calls it selective. Instead of having attention deficit disorder, you will have surplus attention order. I got it. Okay. So, so I, you know, one thing, and and I I'm careful about saying this because I don't know if you've been diagnosed with ADD or if you just say that to yourself. Mm -hmm. One thing that's really important there is to stop telling yourself that. Because yeah. when we tell ourselves that over and over, it's almost a justification. So it's like a self-sabotage strategy to go to tell yourself, like, see, I'm not good at it because I've got ADD, right? Yeah. Or I've got this ADD type of focus. And, and the truth is, like you just said, what's most important to you, you're highly, you said the word pristine, like, damn, that's good. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you you're organized. And yeah. so we, we want to stop telling ourselves limiting stories about ourselves. And, you know, you're exactly right in the areas. If you came and looked at my life, you'd be like, damn, she's organized in this and this and this and this. And she's really hyper focused. And then there's areas where I'm just like, I don't care at all about that. And I don't choose to spend my time being organized in that way. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we want to pay attention to telling yourself things that are keeping you playing small. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So is there a reframe there for you that you could think of instead of saying, you know, because you've said it a few times. So I just want to point it out. And I and I've had women say this a lot. And I'm like, hmm, why do we tell ourselves it's justifying our limitations? 
is what yeah. we're doing. Right. And you're a powerhouse. So you don't need to do that. What, um, okay. So in terms of like organization, just instead of saying that you have ADD or, or like your ADD about your business, what could you say okay. instead? Um, I, empowering? I could say, um, I'm hyper-focused on the tasks and the, uh, um, let's see the, ta- well, we'll just say the task I'm yeah. hyper-organized and the tasks that mean the most to me. Right. There you go. And then anytime you notice yourself wanting to go back to that justification and excuse, you want to ask yourself like, oop, is that true? A hundred percent true? Or do I just choose to be disorganized in this area? Which is also a feedback system telling you of the things that you aren't really aligned with your zone of genius. Right. So Mm -hmm. to me, zone of genius work is really powerful because when you're in your zone of genius, you will always break through fears. You will not procrastinate. You'll feel focused. You'll be in charge. You'll be on time. You'll be organized. Right. Have you, have you read the big leap? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that book. So yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've recommended it here many times. So big leap zone of genius, like the, I, this also combines with values work. So I combine it into your zone of genius values. And it's like, that's how you get into your zone of manifestation. So when I hear you saying you're you know, there's one part of your business that's growing well, the other one seems to be stuck and stagnant. Mm -hmm. What you've got to start to determine is, am I off strategically? Or is it because it's out of alignment? And if it's out of alignment, we got to start making tweaks, because and some of it could be a belief, it's hard to make money online, I don't deserve to make easy money, you know, we could dig into that a little bit, but something's off. So for me, when things aren't flowing in any area of my business, I'm just like, I, I always ask myself, am I afraid? Or is it that it's out of alignment with my zone of genius? I always ask those two things because if it's that I'm afraid, usually it's out of alignment with my zone of genius because when I'm in my zone of genius, I'm not afraid. Yeah. Sometimes it's a limiting belief that I need to break through and then test out and see if something shifts. But usually it's just that you go like, hey, something here is a little off. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't enjoy building in this way. Maybe it's that I miss hanging out with people. And if it isn't off, that's cool. We just got to start telling ourselves different stories and go, mm-hmm. okay. How could I be a badass at building my online business just like I have my in-person business? And then how can you tell yourself that you're strategic, organized, powerful in the same area, right? I definitely, um, so um, I catch myself with um, my, um, what would you call them? My limiting Mm -hmm. self-beliefs. It's inadequacy. Okay. I think, I think, especially in the online space, um, I think that I subconsciously tell myself that, you know, what I'm doing is not, um, you know, anything different from what other coaches are doing, even though like in my mm-hmm. heart, I know it is, I know mm-hmm. that there's a, um, I have a, a strong willingness to understand my clients on a much deeper level that I think, um, a lot of coaches in the fitness industry overlook because I think it's, it's so hyper-focused on an aesthetic, on an image. Um, you know, here are your workouts. Um, here's your nutritional program, you know, follow it. And if you don't, you know, you don't have discipline. Um, there are so many underlying factors, right. That, that play into it. Um, myself, myself included, right. I, my, in feelings of inadequacy will hold me back from doing the things that I really want to do. Um, where is it? Where can we tap into that's going to, you know, that issue. And that's where I come, um, you know, very empathetically, 
um, understanding compassionate. Um, so my clients feel more comfortable and then we're able to dive a little bit deeper. So I love that. Okay. Name five places that you just shine where you're like, I shine uniquely helping <laughs> people here. Um, so let's see. So, uh, my ability to connect, um, okay. that's definitely top five. Um, my ability to empathize, um, okay. to show compassion, um, to show up raw mm. and vulnerable. Mm. Um, and then I am a, what's, what, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good a good way to explain it. I'm not a drill sergeant, but I'm not a cheerleader. I'm somewhere in between. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a positive encouragement. I think that that make, that keeps my clients wanting to keep pushing, not you know feeling like they're um, you know failing consistently. Okay. Okay. So like it's like you're you're a yeah. It's the mix of support and challenge, right? Is what helps people grow. So optimal growth occurs at the border of challenge and support. So if you're overly overly challenging people, they get burnt out. Mm -hmm. If you're not challenging people at all, they're over supported and they become juvenilely dependent mm -hmm. and nothing changes, right? Well, and when I was deep in my people pleasing habits, um, I was too nice, right? Yeah. And things wouldn't change. Um, yeah. But I was almost rebelling against the, um, I played soccer for like 23 years. And I had a lot of horrible coaches who just played yeah. psychology and just tore me down. So I wanted, I think I was, I was wanting to rebel against that. Um, but I yeah. needed middle ground. So my clients actually, you know, move the needle forward. Yeah, I love this. Okay. So, so when you're talking about the online space, these are superpowers you have, and it's likely or under the law of attraction, it's who you're going to attract your way, right? Mm -hmm. So these are brilliant marketing strategies to use when you're talking about how to attract people into your business online, especially. So mm -hmm. you said my ability to connect, my ability to empathize and be compassionate, to show up raw and vulnerable and positive encouragement, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're talking to women, it, it's women you work with mostly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when you're talking to women, that's what they're looking for too, right? I guarantee you the reason they're attracted to you in the first place is because they're like, oh my God, she's she has this ability to connect. She's vulnerable. She encourages me in a supporting way. She empathizes with me. Yet you, it's like you said, it, it, you didn't say it, but it's like tough love. It's like, I love you, but I'm also gonna be tough on you because I care about you growing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so those are the things you want to start marketing to and targeting toward because those are your superpowers. That's your zone of genius. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in the online space, it's it's nailing those parts. And then, you know, I want to know for you, like, what's the number one outcome that your clients get from working with you? Like, what would you say is the common thread that they say that they're like, oh, my God, you've got to work with Ashley because of this? Yes. Um, so. Um, the majority of my clients are women in their forties. Um, and they have basically lived their entire lives, um, on a diet, um, mm -hmm. on a diet, off a diet, on a diet, off a diet. Um, and the number one thing that they walk away with is understanding that they're, they can actually eat cookies. Like they can actually eat foods that they have completely steered clear from um, because they, you know, when you're on a diet, you're not supposed to touch any of those foods, um, but it keeps them in a binge restrict cycle that is debilitating because you're, 
you're miserable while you're dieting because you're not eating anything that you like. And then you're absolutely miserable when you're not dieting because you're recognizing that you're eating too much and yeah. then you're getting your weight back. Um, yeah. So they walk away understanding that, you know, there's a way to eat that they can still reach their goals, but um, they're actually enjoying their foods. Okay. Okay. I love this. And and I think that's a really powerful term, binge restrict cycle. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, understand you can eat what you want and still look and feel good. So I'm curious, you know, when you're saying that the online space isn't working for you, what are the stuck points so I can help you there? Because to me, you have, I mean, like uh, women in their forties struggling with their way that they feel about their bodies, struggling with what they're eating. I would imagine energy levels and those kinds of things. Like you've got a vast marketplace, (laughs) you know? So so there's something stuck, obviously. So let's help you get unstuck so you can start attracting a ton of women your way because, you know, it sounds like you have awesome stuff. I want to highlight, you know, for anyone who's watching on YouTube, we're going to add her website to the stream. So she, first of all, you're just a goddess. Like, oh, my God, such a beautiful website, such a beautiful images of you. And like, you're so powerful. Like, you can tell from these pictures, you know, I was scrolling through your website and I was just like, damn, she's awesome. <laughs> That's why I said the lifestyle and fitness badass. So, you know, it's like just she's done some really cool stuff. She has amazing results. And her website, you know, she talks about being a born athlete versus an ex-athlete, like very important topics that people are interested in. Um, She's got videos, a TikTok that's growing, like all kinds of cool stuff. So if you aren't on YouTube and you're listening on the podcast, go to ashleysoro.com. So that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-O-R-O.com, ashleysoro.com. Check her out. Like, wow, so much awesomeness. <laughs> just want to want to give yep. you a shout out. Okay. Yep. So, nice. you know, so say, share a little bit about what feels stuck for online growth. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I, okay. So I will backtrack slightly just to give you a little bit of context. Um, I got into the fitness industry. I had been a, a I'd been coaching young soccer girls for, years while I was still in college and I was playing, um, I was playing soccer, um, after college as well. And so I was always in that space of coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I couldn't play soccer myself anymore, I, I got extremely depressed. Um, so training and being in that space was kind of awful for me. And I'm like, I, you know, I can't do this right now because I, I really miss the sport. And what I didn't realize is that I just needed an outlet, which is why I became such an advocate for, fitness in general, because I knew that I needed that outlet. And Mm -hmm. so then it led me into personal training. Um, So 2000, end of 2017, going into 2018, I entered into the uh, personal training space. So at that time, um, you know, I just figured that I needed some type of, like I said, some type of outlet, right. And then it turned into this career that was so fulfilling. Um, And, um, over the last, I think I want to say it's five years, five years now. Yeah. I can't do math. (laughs) Um, so for five years, um, I have tried to build my business and be in alignment with everything that I'm saying. Right. But unfortunately, um, being in the industry, um, of bodybuilding and, and women's physique competitions, it's a very, very, um, a tightrope you're walking. 
um, and you can get dragged in directions that you don't uh, want to get dragged into. And so for me, I became image obsessed and um, I really lost myself in the process. And so, um, you know, early last year, I started recognizing that, you know, the things that I was posting, the things that I was saying, they weren't really in alignment. I knew that it wasn't in alignment um, deep down because it felt wrong, but I thought that that was the message that I was supposed to, to give. And so I went through this massive shift. I'm like, I don't know if this is midlife crisis. I don't know what this is, but a huge shift. Um, And so I really had to take a step back, um, you know, realign with like who I am, you know, recognize that who I thought I was showing up as I thought I was being authentically me. And I really wasn't, I was getting pulled in this direction. So this was like, we'll say probably early last year, February, March was when I really started feeling like myself again. Um, I went through that, you know, depressive, really depressive season, but I knew that there was a purpose, right? I knew that there was a reason why I did it. Um, it's why so many of my clients, if they do have anxiety and depression, it, it, it helps them. So I know that there was a purpose behind it. Um, so there's my backstory. I know that was kind of, kind of a long backstory. So since then, so say about a year now, um, it's been trying to rebuild, right. This, this thing. And it's been trying, uh, we're going to not say try, right. It's been working through, Good catch. <laughs> it's been working through um, all of the change and making sure that what I am saying um, is in alignment with who I am. And it is very much so in alignment with who I am now. Mm-hmm. It's having to rev that engine again. And so my Instagram was really, I mean, I didn't really even have to try um, to bring business business in through my Instagram um, prior to this whole shift. Now it's definitely much slower. Um, I don't get as much traction through there. Um, even when I'm, you know, posting, I don't post as much in my feed. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm still fairly consistent. I don't go really long periods without um, too yeah. long without posting. Stories are in there. I, I sh- you know, sh- I show myself more now than I did because I was still not feeling like myself. Um, yeah. but there was that, um, I tried, um, I worked with a, um, a marketing agency and that was just not the, that was not the route at all. Um, didn't really get any, um, results from that. Um, yeah. and I just now like really started getting consistent with my, um, email marketing, but it's not growing. My list isn't growing. I'm not really, yeah promoting anything on there. So that's kind of where the lull is. Okay. Okay. So I want to point out to everyone listening that, well, first I just want to say everyone listening resonates, (laughs) you know, like all the things that people do to build their business, it's a constant experiment, you know, and one thing that I think is interesting, if we think about Instagram algorithms changing and stuff shifting alongside you changing and shifting. So there's a, a lot of experimentation goes on. That goes on. And I think something also that's important to notice is that, you know, be really careful about marketing expenses, because a lot of people will sell you stuff that isn't really helpful until you get something, a a funnel system that's working really well. It doesn't make sense to pay money to scale. 
right? Yeah. So ad- mm-hmm. advertising in a lot of ways, it's like we, I, I see people dump a lot of money into stuff before they really have a system that works. And so it sounds mm-hmm. to me like, you know, things have pivoted for you. Some of that is probably just due to you completely discovering different parts of yourself and projecting yes. yourself in different ways. And so you're in a discovery process, which means that your, your avatar is out there in, in a similar f- reflection, right? So with the law of attraction, like when you're in a place that's a little confused and maybe we could say scattered brand identity still, you know, where you're going like, I'm still in transition. It sends mm-hmm. the signal out that you're still in transition. And so there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's the process of building a business. And so, you know, in my zone, uh, my uh, business scaling roadmap, there are four zones and we get stuck on scattered brand identity when we're in zone two and we tend to over deliver under charge. We tend to not have a clear message. And it's it, 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 this is where you just you don't get to bypass it. <laughs> you know, like it's just part of the discovery process. You know, and so it's some of it is being easy on yourself and just going like, okay, I'll figure this out. Some of it, you know, I wonder for you, like you said that you're sending emails and I know you get business through referrals in Mm -hmm. terms of attracting new people your way. What do you have in place to attract new people your way? Because that's a really important part of lead gen that a lot of people overlook. They go like, why isn't my business growing? And then I ask them, what are you doing for lead gen? They're like, nothing. (laughs) And so we want to detect that. Absolutely. Um, one of the, um, I actually, I purchased a book from, um, he was an old business coach of mine, um, and, uh, in the marketing world and photography. And his book was about breaking your annual goals into quarterly, into monthly, into daily. And it was so great for my brain, right? Because it broke it down in ways that were so easy for me to understand. Yeah. And one of the ways that I really wanted to, um, get myself out there more was to hop on more podcasts, um, put myself yep. out there more, um, rebuild that confidence. Right. Because it, it felt like I had a new, it felt like I was finally showing up as me and I wasn't wearing this mask anymore. So I think that I was holding myself back and, and putting myself out there for my business. Right. So yeah. that was the, the number one thing that I wanted to do was, was get on, I think my goal was 10 different podcasts over, um, 2023. Um, and then I wanted, and I wanted to reach out to, um, you know, local magazine publications, so written articles. I love writing. I absolutely love writing. So that's something that I wanted to do, um, to again, build up some more credibility, get my name out there. Um, and then honestly, I, I have an online business, um, but I actually really enjoy, um, I, I hosted like events at my, at my gym, Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, friends of friends would come for, for the gym. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it could help my online business. If someone wants to work in the online space, um, you yeah. know, they don't want to actually come in, yeah. um, but I enjoy that. Like I, I enjoy those types of events. So yeah. that's kind of what I would like to do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe, um, at some point, Again, I don't want to. I don't want to go into too many directions because I know me. Like I, yeah, I want to be hyper focused, right? But yeah. at some point, um, you know, either starting a YouTube channel or a podcast, something along those lines. That's, but that I think would be further down the line when I really get something like consistently rolling. Okay, okay, that was very helpful. One thing I want to remind everyone is you can't do Legion that you hate and think you're going to get amazing results. So you always want to be hearing yourself when you say, like, I love doing this. Do more of that. 
And, mm-hmm. and the thing that you don't need to understand or, or know the details of in terms of growing your online business, if you go, I am clear that I'm dedicated to growing an online business, I'm going to start taking steps and then trust the universe to show you the way you still want to start with things you enjoy. So in my mind, I go like, oh, that's awesome. Host events. If you let, you I mean, you said you love doing that host right. events and then invite people to your online things. What will start to happen is it builds to your online. Do you call it a program? Online program. Okay. Yeah. So, so then start funneling people that direction. But I mean, I'm telling you, I used to go to all in-person events to grow my business and it grew it online. It grew it in person at first, but then it started to grow it online. And here's the reason why lots of women don't want to make the time to come into the gym, right. Yeah. Or to your place. And so you will meet a certain number of women who come there who are like, no, I just want to do one-on-one, which is fine because it grows your one-on-one, but you mm-hmm. will meet a certain number of people coming to your place where you host the events and going like, oh my God, you have an online option. That's awesome. And then they can start referring people to you to the online because you'll start to attract and magnetize online customers your way. So just always listen to yourself when you're like, I love to do this and I hate to do this. Stop doing the shit you hate. (laughs) Do more of what you love. And I know it sounds so obvious, but all the time we do stuff that we were told to do that we think is going to work because we see it working for other people. And we forget about that energetic component that is the number one thing that attracts easier money your way and more business your way. When you feel good, it's high vibe, which attracts high vibe things your way. When you feel bad, it causes resistance, which repels opportunities away. And so, you know, does that sound like, like when you host a a live event, how many people will show up on average, would you say? Um, well, when I've done any type of like, um, events, it's always, uh, some type of boot camp. Um, okay. I did oh, cool. I did, like, yeah. a boot camp with a, um, I think like a mini seminar at some point, okay. uh, at, at one point I was teaching posing. So it was a posing seminar with, you know, Q and a afterwards. Okay. Um, but the boot camp events were my favorite and it was okay. anywhere from like, you know, 15 to 25. Um, so not a huge group. Um, okay. And you would just do like a one-time boot camp. It would be like a one-time boot camp okay. and I would do like once a month or once every other month, okay. um, depending on the season. Okay. And then do you charge for that event? Yeah. Okay. So you charge for that event. Now, mm-hmm. what if you had women come to that boot camp and you have some sort of like, I would, if it were me, I would have like a, did you have anything that you were giving them when they were done? Yeah, I would okay. put together, like, I would try to do some type of theme and then I would put together like a little, like, bag that had my information in it and there was like okay. in it that were pertaining to the theme of the event. Okay. And was it an easy way to attract them to an online program? Um see I I, I got in person clients, but no really online clients through those. Okay. So and and I, and let, let's, what about this? What if when, when they come, do you get their information? Like they have yes. to sign in. Okay. Yeah. So then try an email, like you do a direct email campaign, not a group email campaign. You directly contact that person and then outline through the hottest hot points and, and say to them, like, here's my online program, that type of thing. Cause if you're talking about marketing to 25 women who came to a boot camp and got something out of it, the likelihood that a certain percentage of them are going to opt into your online is pretty high. Yeah. You know, like in-person sales is by far the best. And, yeah. but that doesn't mean it has to be that you're selling them to an, then an in-person event or program mm-hmm. or product. Right. Yeah. So I think that could work beautifully and then set up a follow-up system and then have a referral system. Right. So it's like, okay, for every person you refer, you get a certain amount of 
something from me mm-hmm. um, and play with that. Because I mean, if you can attract 25 people in person, uh, the ratio of con- people converting into your online would be really high. I've seen it time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then, you know, then play was starting to go like, how can I get them to post on like DM online and start to build some connection? And cause it sounds like right now for you, Instagram is a little bit stuck. So you want to yeah. start getting some like rejuvenation in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I would say even like DMing people and in a nice, awesome way, not a gross salesy way, like direct DMing people. That's and- always been, that's always been something that like, has been um it's been something that i've wanted to work on because it doesn't feel natural to me um that's an area that always felt more icky right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i've and i've um worked on you know rephrasing things to where it seems so it doesn't seem like you know i'm just popping into some yeah, I'm trying to yeah. you know, sell something and, yeah. you know, come well, here's a great example, right? Like you're here through us meeting through a DM on Instagram, right? Yes, absolutely. Did it feel gross and salesy to you at all? Not, not in the slightest. Right. Not in the slightest, yeah. There you go. So it's like the, the trick is it's like you're offering something to say, hey, for me, it's my podcast, which is really easy because if someone likes podcasts then they're gonna be like, sure, thanks for, you know, thanks for giving me the name of the podcast. And for me, like that's a high, high percentage of people who respond. And then I just go like, Hey, also here's a biz breakdown session option. Lots of people are like, cool, let me come on. And so for you, like I I was thinking when you were talking about, um, I have so many notes here. Let me, let me go back (laughs) to the names. (laughs) Oh, to the, like the binge um, cycle, right? You said the, what was it called? The binge Restrict. restrict, binge restrict cycle. So if that's something that a lot of women you see doing, like you could have a, just like a one minute, video that's like pre-recorded it's you know it's called title it the binge restrict cycle and just say tips on how to stop the binge restrict cycle send it to them for free in their in their dm box Mm -hmm. give them a few tips and then say hey i'd love to talk to you more if this is something that resonates and then have a link to your calendly right like we overcomplicate it thinking like it's gross to promote ourselves it's only gross to promote ourselves when we do it in a gross way absolutely Right? right Totally. So, so play with some DMing. Like, I mean, I've built my entire business through Instagram DMs, I would say. And, and a lot of it's been promoting my podcast. So it's like the combination of the having something free to offer where mm. there's very b- low barrier to entry. So I would say it's, you're not going for an opt-in at first. You're just going for like, here's a great tip for you. And, and what that does is build relationship, right? Then they're like, damn, Ashley's providing me some really nice value wow, that's cool. And then they want to interact with you more, right? Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Could you think of a good something that you could offer them in that first introduction DM? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a, um, I have multiple like info, I want to call them infographics. Yeah, per- that's perfect. Have that's a great thing. Some of my person that have my personality in it. Um, you know, me saying like, you know, these are one of, one of the top performing one was probably like that. These are the top five foods that you should eliminate from your diet. And then you go through it and there's humor because I say like olives and I'm like, because they're disgusting. Right. And then I go through <laughs> and then we get to the end and it's like, guys, you don't have to eliminate these foods from your diet. So it's informative. It's not, it's not like a, yeah. you know, 
long form educational thing that's going to take them forever to read, but it's a concept of, Hey, you don't have to cut everything out of your that is perfect, right? Yeah. Because that's going to get them to want to read it. They read it and they see a little of your personality. Then mm -hmm. what happens is they start interacting with you more Then your posts move up in the algorithm. And so it's, yeah. and it takes a little bit of time, but honestly, with direct approach like that, it really doesn't take that long. And don't yeah. be afraid to offer your services and be like, Hey, let's have a consult if this resonates with you. Like, you know, lots of people will say yes to that, especially if you just say like, Hey, if you're a woman who's struggling with one, two, three, the three top pain points, you know, of I'm, I would love to chat with you about this. Like many people, it's a numbers game will mm -hmm. bite, but they won't be annoyed with you if you give them something for free at first, right? They're not going to be like, oh, you're just a jerk trying to sell something to me. They're going to be like, awesome, you have value. And if the offer resonates, they'll be like, yes, if it doesn't, it might be not right now, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's really about starting the conversation in a way that feels connective. You know, all those superpowers you said, your ability to connect your ability to empathize, showing up raw and vulnerable and giving positive encouragement. That's all in that post that we're talking about. That's a great infographic. I, so that's what I would start playing with yeah. if I were you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I want to get into muddy blocks and do all the things. But, you know, tell me for you, what's a great action step that you're going to take away from our time together today? Um, absolutely. DMing. Right. I have that post. I, it's going to, it's very easy for me to send that away. Um, I think it's going to be, um, you know, I have my target market exactly. Right. So yeah. it's going into those um, hashtags and, and finding the women that are in those spaces and, and, and sparking those conversations. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, events, um, even more online, like virtual online events. Um, I had a really successful one, I'm not too long ago and I love teaching. Um, right. I think that's why I like doing the live events because it's an opportunity for me to teach. Yeah. So, um, incorporating those incorporating DMS, um, and honestly the language around, you know, the things that I'm, that I want to accomplish, man, yeah. I didn't even recognize how many times I use that word. <laughs> yes. We, uh, I, you know, like I've eliminated it from my vocabulary, but it took a while. And I realized too, I'm like, wow, I use that word a lot. And now, you know, all my people I work with, they're always like, Oh darn it. I said trying. <laughs> yeah, it's not in, in another word that I use a lot is struggling. And yeah, it's, and yes. I'm literally putting that into the universe consistently that I'm yes. And yes. I'm not going to scale if I, if I consistently say that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like play with, have you read my book yet? Do you have my book? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just here's a shameless plug for everyone. Um, I'm a money <laughs> magnet. So I'm a money magnet, the top 30 money making after mantras to manifest more. So it's yep. 30 lessons. And just like we're talking about reframes on your mindset to help you break through any of your unconscious money blocks. And there's a hundred journaling questions in there to help you start to see these limiting beliefs that we have that we all get programmed with. So, you know, everyone who wants it, just go to I am a money magnet book.com. I am a money magnet book.com. It's awesome. But it's exactly like you're saying, we have to unlearn the stuff that has gotten us into this state of playing small. Yeah. And that's really what, you know, the woman entrepreneur podcast is about the biz breakdown sessions, my book, everything I put out in the world. And I get it because I used to play really small, you know? And so I see these struggles that we have and I'm like, screw this. Let's be powerhouse women in the world. <laughs> yeah. So oh, you're amazing. Okay. Share with everyone where they can find you uh, website and socials. 
Yes. So my website is www.ashleysoro.com. Um, and then my Instagram is a very short name at Ashley Soro Lifestyle and Fitness. Um, I'm, I'm pretty consistent with my, my Instagram. So I think that's the only social media handle that I'll, that I'll talk about, but you can find me at both of those places. Awesome. Okay. And so just for, for everyone who needs the spelling Ashley Soro, so it's A S H L E Y S O R O and then lifestyle and fitness, all one word. And she's got a whole bunch of awesome stuff there. And hopefully when you message her, she'll, she'll hit you back up with a fun a fun infographic on the five foods not to eat. (laughs) Thank you so, so, so much. I appreciate this. Yes, you are so welcome. Thanks for coming on. And thank you, all you beautiful ladies, for being here. Until next time, I'm sending you hugs and big NFA money-making high fives. Hey, friends. Just a quick reminder that I'm looking for women entrepreneurs who want to do a biz breakdown session with me on this show just like the one that you heard on today's episode. Think of this as a zone of manifestation audit to help you scale your business and make money more easily. During our recorded session, you'll get free money coaching from me with clear action steps that will help you scale your business more easily. And of course, as a guest on the show, you'll be able to promote your business and get some extra exposure. I'm doing this on a first come, first serve basis. So head on over to www.bewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com and sign up for your biz breakdown session today.